Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Get Your Bag Right podcast. On this episode, it's a continuation of our previous episode. So if you didn't listen to the first episode, please go and listen to the first episode because it will help you understand, it will give you a baseline of today's episode. So on our previous episode, we talked about debunking shares trading and we were joined by Linda, who's still our guest in this episode. So she'll introduce herself again, but just a little bit, but not so much. And now we're going to, on this episode, now we're going to talk more about investing in shares, like the juicy part, not the CDSC account KYC opening part, but the in-depth where most of your questions I know revolve around. So Linda, brief introduction about yourself. Ah, good. Thank you. It's very good to be back. Hi, everyone. Uh, My name is Linda. I have been in the capital markets for 10 years as a trader. And currently, I'm a capital markets content specialist, uh, promoting uh, financial literacy and getting people to invest. Yeah. Okay, we are doing CMA's work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I should reach out to them one day. I'm like... Please, please, can we partner? Let's partner, yeah. yes. But financial literacy is very important. So yeah. I always say we will do the part that we can do and help them to get everyone invested, you know. Yeah, true, true. So we can start this episode with the first question, which I know we talked about in the previous episode. But for someone who's joining us and maybe who hasn't listened to the first episode, what is the right time to buy a share? Uh, the, the right time is ice now. You know, like uh, today, open that CDS account and start buying shares. Because um, as I said, people always say, I'll start when I have money. And mm, uh, that's, I think that's we, money never comes. Never comes. And then even when it comes, it okay, has it so has many yes, so many things come up and you know, yeah. you end up dishing the money out and finding out I there's none now left to invest. Uh there's no minimum amount of money you need to start investing. So whatever you have, start now. And the other reason people always give is like, oh wait, uh, I'll buy when the stock market is low. But um mm. one thing I always insist for uh, people to know is uh, times you buy when the stock is low for you you might think it's low someone else might think no it will come lower but if you can see an upside in uh, that stock then it's a good entry point for you as well if uh, you see that absa or safaricom or kenjan is trading at uh, that low price and you you can see that okay now this is a good entry point because i can see an upside i'm seeing in the next month uh two three months um it's going to be high then now is the right time to buy so just start yeah once you start you know you find yourself going with the flow yeah yeah and now i'm going to ask you a difficult question i'm behaving like those people who have no knowledge you know (laughs) so when do i know this upside is going to happen when am i when when will i know this share is going to go up well, I tell people, you know, if I knew all those answers, I would be in the Bahamas right now, uh, you know, just enjoying uh, the view and the scenery. But um, when you start investing, part of the things that helpful, one thing you have to do before you start buying those shares is one, you need to understand what are you buying? Mm. Why are you buying? Mm. and you invest in yourself before you start investing in shares and part of investing in yourself is gaining knowledge and that's why we you know Lynette and I are here to provide mm. a financial literacy bit of it for you to understand this is how um, the stock market works and then behind the stock markets are companies that are listed on the market so you have to understand if I'm going to buy 
uh, Safaricom shares or cooperative bank shares. I need to understand what does cooperative bank do? You have to eat, drink and sleep cooperative yes. bank. Understand. You know, you don't give your money to something that you have not taken time to understand. Mm. What do they do? Go to their website. Find out here. And you know, from there you can see they have posted their results there. You'll see and say, okay, these people are making money. And if they're making money and they're listed, mm. that's one of the reasons why you'd see the share price going up. Mm. So you get to see that. You're looking at their people. I'm like, okay, so who is the boss in this place? Mm. What is their reputation? You know, mm. those are the things. Before you start buying, saying, okay, now let me go and buy these shares. Mm. Find out who is that at the helm at KCB? Who is that who's mm. driving um, Safaricom? Who's driving Kenjin? What are their policies? What, you know, what's their strategy like? Mm. Take your time. And some of, most of this information is actually available online. Yeah, You can it go. Is. Even your broker, you'll be able to go and tell them, I've been thinking about buying this, but yourselves as my, you know, investment professionals, what do you think of this company? Mm. They'll be able to give you a, a nice overview, in-depth information about it. So before you buy, Mm. Eat, drink, yes. and sleep the yeah. company. Buy what you know. Mm. Buy what hey. you know. It is very critical. Buy what you know. Yeah, buy what you know. Mm. And invest in it. Yes. <laughs> if you do it right, no, yeah. plan yourself right, by the it will come and it will compound as it's coming back. Yeah, yeah. So what is the minimum amount of shares one can buy? A uh, hundred shares. Um, so minimum lot is a hundred shares, though, um, you, there are circumstances where maybe if there's like a stock split or a bonus, mm. then you find, you look at your portfolio and you see, oh, I have KCB shares, uh, 125. Mm. So you might want to either top up to make it a hundred or maybe just sell the 25. So there's a special board, um, that they, you know, it's available to the traders uh, called an odd lots board. Mm. So you can go in there and buy um, additional odd lot uh, shares to be able to top up to make it 100 uh, or sell your 25. Uh, but minimum lot on the main board is 100 shares. Yeah, yeah. So then now the juicy part. So now you've talked about I want to buy. I've gone, I've approached the stock broker. So then. How do I choose a stock to buy? I have seen there are 69 companies listed. Mm. Even <laughs> when I go to the NSC website, Ziko Ming, Ziko Ming you get confused. Safaricom, <laughs> there is insurance, there is uh, manufacturing. manufacturing. Uh, yeah. So which one? Which one should I? I me, I'm interested, but now how do I choose this stock to buy? Uh, first, you, before you even go to, now this is the stock I'm going to buy, you yourself. The first thing you need to do is uh, what we call your understanding your risk tolerance. Mm. Uh, all these stocks that are listed, and you know, before we had talked about market volatility, Yeah, mm. you look at it, you're like, okay, now uh, this KCB is at 40. And then you come back next week, Tuesday, it's down to 35. And you're like, hey, what happened? No, like, mm. Roho is a smama. So your <laughs> risk tolerance is very, very important when it comes to trading. You have to understand, me as a person, as an individual, not me and my friends or mm. me and who, but me as an individual who's investing now, what amount of loss am I willing to take? Because we have, um, there are stocks which are very volatile and then we have others which are slightly stable. So, you know, it, that will also dictate which stocks you are going to buy. So mm. your risk tolerance have, understand that. I'm like, hey, come away him to a rondogo. Don't go for the stocks which are very liquid and very volatile mm. because now you'll come and buy 
and then you know next month you're like hey, okay let me put some money to buy some more you look at it you're like what you know your you, your heart skips a bit because you're like what happened what's happened here mm. and you know if you don't understand then you you start losing um your motivation and momentum when it comes to investing so risk tolerance is very so, yeah before we go to the next one you've said understand the volatility the stocks that are volatile so how will someone yeah, I'm, I'm, now i am i'm a lay person you know no me i understand but i'm, I'm behaving like i, I don't know eh. these things so now how will i know this stock is volatile ntajuaje <laughs> ziko 69 of them i must be the how many I don't I don't remember the number but there are more than 60. Yes. So now how will I know this one is more is 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 less yes. volatile because I have noticed that when I tell people to invest in the stock exchange they will go for the cheapest. Oh. No, sometimes the cheapest is not the best and even the most expensive is not the yes. best. Yeah. Because others might think oh it's expensive because people really but it it's not. It's dependent on you. When you are investing in yourself and you're learning about um what is the stock exchange and all this. Mm. These uh, the stock market has a history. Mm. And uh, to be able to understand this history, you have now, you know, the your uh, brokerage arm, the research people who will be able to help you understand. Mm. And they'll tell you, I know some of the brokerage houses would actually be able to help you do your risk tolerance um oh, yeah. exam to be able to understand. And then now they would be the one for you. This is what we recommend. Mm. They'll be able to tell you, "Hey, this one, uh, equity uh siam tuaro ndogo oh eh hey kcb because you know now you know it's they have foreigners who are trading in it mm. if they happen to leave and the stock <laughs> prices plummets <laughs> yeah and then now you look at it and you're like eh hey, now what's happening so they'll be able to gauge and tell you for your mm. risk profile this is what we'd recommend so and that's why you know even in the previous episode we were saying please uh, it's uh, investing is a journey walk work with the people who are experienced mm. in this market get someone who will be able to tell you eh this one this is yeah. a, a nice stable counter yeah true or someone who's um you know your risk profile is really moderate don't go for oh, yeah. the aggressive volatile cuz in as a shuka of course there are market uh, forces which won't allow it to go that yeah. low but then you also need to be able to understand this person is more experienced they've been there yeah. for 10 years they've so been there true. in the market way way before i even started trading yeah. so they understand this they'll be able to work with you and tell you this is the stock that is very volatile and maybe mm. not for you but if you are if your risk profile is aggressive then this this is the best one for you yeah. that's why i usually emphasize book knowledge will not give you that mm-hmm. information even even the news even when they come to the news won't give you that at youtube won't give you that information you need to be like go on to, your stock yes, broker go to the person you who is there, there. Mm? i used to get people coming to the dealing room and we are being told no dealing room is restricted and they were like no 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 before i place my order nataka kuona huyo msichana amekaa hapo kwa dealing desk aniambie nini ninafanyika now you know so mm. you you have to take a bit of time and go out and see yeah this is what is happening i'm like so what are you seeing the demand the supply on this and this and this stock how was it yesterday how was it last week how was it last month and you know these are people now who are like i'm trying to get the background information on this stock so that i'm able to make an informed decision mm. based on uh, my risk profile and the experience um the recommendation from the experienced person so it's very very important okay okay you've said risk profile oh, the yes. other thing oh yes and then the others is um research as i said most of the most of these brokerage houses have um research departments and these are people who their sole job mm. is to sit there and, and analyze. analyze 
these listed companies. They'll analyze it for you. When uh, the these companies are reporting, they are invited to go. They have sessions with the CFOs, you know, uh, of these listed companies to try and get in-depth information. And then they come and sit and they debunk all this information and they will come up with a recommendation and say, this is where we see the stock mm. going. And this, uh, all this information is available to you as a share, um, as an a CDS account holder for the brokerage arm. So um, it is very for me. It's very crucial when you've opened, and that's one of the factors that when you're looking at who do I open my uh, CDS account with is what kind of research are they putting yeah, out here? Yeah, there's some who don't even who, send who research. Would not want, yes, they will not send you. They are those ones who daily, you know. Without yeah. fail, they'll send you breakdown and tell you this is what happened in the market. KCB traded these shares. Safaricom mm. moved these shares, and then they even go further and tell you in those many shares, these shares were traded by locals. These tra- shares were traded by um, the foreigners, and and all that. It's moved from this price to this price, and all that. You know, it on it helps you to understand. So what is happening in the market? Uh, so research is very important. You get when you're able to sit. And you know, for them, they will understand all the jargon that they have been given mm. by the companies and then they'll come and they'll break it down for you and give you, sometimes they even just give you like a chat. And you know, you don't need to read so much into it. You know, they summarize it for you and then you're able now to to make your investment decisions based on that. Um, And then when you're choosing, then there's a bit where now, the technical and the fundamental analysis. Mm. Uh, technical, me, I tell people, it, all these things, you know, people might see here and then they say, hey, mm. what, that Arroi. is for the, hey, wait, is on in it. I'm like, no, 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 no. Simple, simple. Uh, technical is just, I'm looking at the price of these stocks mm. and I'm trying to see, last year, where was it? Uh, three months down the line, where was it? Where is it now? What has happened from then to now? And then just go follow that price trend historically and see. You know, like uh, an example, it's very easy for the banks. The banks report every quarter. Mm. And every quarter you'll always see changes in the prices for yeah. for the stocks, the banking stocks that are listed. Because then now people start speculating. They're like, hey, hey this yeah. bank, they look like they've made money. Then you mm. see now the price starting to rally and all that. Mm. So when you understand that, that trend, that is your technical analysis. Full stop. What formula and what formula? Uh, the research house is there. It will do oh, that yeah. for you. Yeah. But for you, your technical analysis is just basically understanding what are the prime mo- price movements and what is affecting them. Mm. And once you understand that, then that is your technical analysis for you as an investor. The rest, the in the research or company will give you. Then you have the fundamental. Fundamental is just basically the way you were saying Everything. here. Yes. Oh, now yeah. Fundamental. Eh, fundamental. Yeah. Oh, sasa now what we are toroka because we are ninning. We are about to start. Um, we have the election period. Mm. What is happening? People are not sure. So this government that is coming in, how are they going mm. to? What policies are they going to put in place? All that. Uh, what is happening to our economy? Why unga imepanda? People yeah. don't have money now. Surplus income to invest. All those are fundamental analysis. You understand who's in the helm of this company? What mm. is the company? Are they branching out into something else? Yeah. What do the prospects look like? All that is fundamental analysis, and all this is in the news. 
when you sit there at seven o'clock at nine o'clock and you're watching news or yeah. you're on your phone and you're looking at you know trying to update yourself from business daily to nation all those you get all the fundamental analysis about the companies that are listed from the oh, information yeah. that you yeah. get there so uh, simplified Eh? <laughs> yeah, simplified. Yeah, the terms might seem so wow. Yeah, no. they might seem so hard, but they they're actually mm, hard for yeah. a layman. For like, a layman, mm, yes. But mm. you know, when you simplify, you tell them, "Apana technical ni ni bay tu ukiangalia bay ujues inapananga when which month." You know, and uh, the micro market is a cycle. You know, you always yeah, it goes you can always down. predict. Yes, unless uh like really something major happens, you can always kind of predict how it's going to be. And now you use that to base. So oh, yeah, what true. do I buy and when do I buy? Oh, yeah, yeah. An example of fundamental analysis is like when Safaricom was announced that it's going to Ethiopia. Hey, you know the way that you price just price you know, surged, yeah. Because yeah. now people were seeing that there's growth in this company, so they need to accumulate more shares. Even yes. the foreigners were seeing that. And they were the buying. Potential. Yes. Now everyone comes in to start yeah. buying. So now the demand is so high. Yeah. There is no supply. You're seeing the price going up. Yeah. That's a ex- simple example of fundamental analysis. Yes. So then now we have decided. We have known how to choose how to choose a stock. You told us we need to do our risk profile. We need to do research. We need to do a technical and fundamental analysis. So now the next thing. Is now there are different types of stocks. There's growth stocks and there's no value stocks. So how do I identify this is a growth stock and how do I identify this is a value stock? Me, I I just want to buy and there are sixty of them, sixty plus. <laughs> now how do I know this company is growth? How do I and know this company is a value stock? Okay, uh, a value stock is a stock that when you look at it, uh, the price is under it's undervalued. Like when mm. you look at the fundamentals for the company, you're like, "Ah, hey, this is a good company. Why is it at this low price?" Mm. That is a value stock because you can see an upside to it. Mm. Um, and then a, a growth stock is where now you it might not be the price might not be as cheap, but mm. when you look at that company and the prospects that it has, mm. you are just like, "This company is going places." Mm. You know when like when equity first came into the market and people were looking at it and like you know they are giving all this this is our strategy mm. and guys are like what this one this one is going mm. places so you can see the ups the growth potential like this company has a growth you yes, see it is expanding a move yes no they there's so many they're trying to do this and they're sharing with you this is our plan this mm. is our strategy and when you look at all that and you compound it you realize what this one this company is growing mm. is it you know in like the next year or so it's not mm. going to be where it is right now mm. but value is more than the price when you look at it you're like hey, okay the price that it is right now i'm seeing uh it's wouldn't be the price come two, three months or mm. six months later so let me it's it's it will be value for me to buy into it mm. right now mm. Mm. okay 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 i have understood so then now you've talked about growth stocks and value stocks. So now how do I identify companies that pay dividends? 
my main goal is to is to buy stocks accumulate na nipate dividends <laughs> that is my main goal me i'm not those people of buying and selling and mm, me i want my dividends and you know the way it feels very nice when you yeah. get okay nowadays they do like direct credit into your bank account but yeah. before it's when you get those checks and you're looking you're like oh <laughs> like look like it is all <laughs> yes it's all worth it it's all worth it <laughs> ทุกเซนดอสเช็คสินโพสต์อืมเฮ้ยมีอะไรเว้ยควันจะเวนเดบานาวน์ซาดิวิเดนด์อะไรโอเคเนี่ยโซวอเตอร์เดดิทส์น
then I would not advise for you to sell your stock in that. Take your time before you decide to sell. But sometimes again, don't take too much time because again, if you've if you've seen it has no potential of an upside, then it is best to exit when you can. Mm. Yeah. So the reason behind why that price is falling is very very important. Oh, so yeah. that one will help you make that a decision. You, yes. Oh, so yeah. just don't sell because you must care what one knows. No, and panic selling. It's a, it, it, uh, even if it's down today, you don't know about next week. Mm. Next week, you know, it will come up. When Safaricom announced about going into Ethiopia, the price surged and everything. And then we went to Ethiopia. You know, we were, and then now things stabilized. So it started coming down slightly. And even, you know, you don't sell mm. because now it's coming down slightly. Yeah, yeah. Because you're looking and seeing, so what is the potential that it yeah. still has? Yeah, so you stick through it. Stick through it. The reason behind why it's coming down is very, very important. Yeah, and that's why people important. don't take time to understand that. When you take time, then you make... Um, better investment decisions. Oh. Then now what affects the prices of shares? Ah, okay. L- Why like do they move <laughs> up and down? Why do, don't they just move up? up all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Why do they move <laughs> up and down? Why do some of them just remain stagnant? Oh. <laughs> Basic demand and supply. Mm. De- just demand and supply. If they are static there, then that means there is no one who's, the people mm. who are already holding the shares don't want to sell. They are maybe happy with um, with um, their holdings and the people maybe who um, want to buy can't really find any shares to buy because there are no shares. So people then are you not find, selling. Yes, so yeah, it's because just no one's selling. So now that one stagnates. Then you find the others which are always up and down because there's always, uh, you know, demand for people to buy. And then someone says, oh, me, I'm fine. I can sell a bit of mine. Then you find them there. Um, so part of the, apart from the main one being demand and supply anyway, um, the other reasons that... Um, the share prices are affected. One um, is we look at the fundamental, like the company news. If, you know, like uh, if we wake up today and we hear uh, the, way, the other day when um, Russo was leaving KCB and mm. people like, ah, okay, what's going to happen? So anything, if there any issues with the management, mm. um, if the company comes and uh, gives like a cautionary statement in terms of uh, profit, warnings. profit warnings, you know, all those things, they, are, they affect, uh, they're called triggers. Mm. So they, they trigger an effect in the market. And this uh, will, of course, in turn affect the, the price of that. And then also the industry performance. Sometimes, you know, we get dependent on the, the economic situation that we are operating in sometimes some industries are performing better than others and if they are then when you look at the stocks you'll find there are those stocks if it's manufacturing and it's performing better then you'll find the stocks in manufacturing are doing very well there's demand there's supply but then if you come now to like the energy sector and there are so many issues in it mm. and everything then you look at those stocks and you're like hey, what is happening either there's no movement or now mm. people are okay let's all move to manufacturing because that's where the money is so then you find the price movement and then also the investor sentiments you know you get one person mm-hmm. who's known uh, to you know, be a large shareholder in something oh, they yeah. come out and say oh uh, I'm buying more shares into this stock well, mm. And everyone is like, okay, hard mentality. Let's all go. Let's all go. I'm sure they know something. I'm yeah. sure they know something about that stock. Then now you find there's a lot of demand for mm. that stock. And uh, yeah, it's just because maybe that investor has expressed their interest, interest publicly and um, and all that. And then also the economic factors, how much, you know, like uh, inflation, 
if these yeah. you know prices have gone up and we are all squeezed we don't have enough money to be able now to come out and invest then that means we have less and less money going into the stock market people coming in to buy uh, or you'll get more people now coming in to sell so that you know they can have some money to be able to attend to the other needs so all these things um the affect the price the day to day price of of shares you no know, you'll get someone today coming in to sell someone else tomorrow coming in to buy mm. and that's what makes the market interesting in yeah, because you can imagine if all those listed stocks had the same the, you know like the price nothing is moving man what would be the dealers doing <laughs> <laughs> what would the dealers be doing there? It's so boring. <laughs> uh, it, it that adrenaline kick when you see yeah. all these things moving. It's really and I'm exciting. Like, ah, it's very exciting. Yeah. yeah. So we encourage everyone. Please come in, start investing, be part of the action. Yeah. True. True. It's actually interesting. You learn a lot. Yeah. You see how people make money, and you're like, I want. That. I want. Yes. Yeah. So then, how do I build my investment portfolio to minimize risk? um to one uh, this is very i i like say you of course you diversify mm. but diversification is very tricky mm. because when you tell people you know the best way to mitigate you know to minimize risk when you're investing is to diversify diversify is basically uh trying to spread your risk you know mm. They say you don't put all your eggs, eggs in, in one, one basket. basket and then sometimes you don't buy just the same eggs. You can buy ostrich eggs, quail mm. eggs, you know, all those um, and everything. But it's just trying to get yourself um, out there. But then again, on the flip side, don't get yourself out there too much. Because then now you're increasing your risk. Because sometimes you tell someone, oh, you know, it's not good to invest in like just one stock, of course. Mm. But then they're like, oh, okay, so now do I go and buy 100 shares of all the listed stocks? I'm like, no, no, no. You it, know, it there are people who do that. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, it shouldn't really work like that. Dependent on what is your investment strategy, what are your goals, investment, mm. how long are you looking to invest? It, that will base uh, like relatively how many um, stocks you should hold. And you diversify. So you don't just buy from one industry. Uh, industry yes. So you, let's say you'll go into like an, at least an agricultural, maybe one or two in the banking sector, one in insurance, something in manufacturing, something in energy. We also have now the rates, you know, the oh, fire yeah. hard rate. You can also, you know, um, that's so you try and diversify, but don't over diversify. Oh yeah. Yeah. True. Just diversify enough to minimize your risk but also not to spread you out um too much. Yeah. Yeah. So then there are people who will ask you, can a stock broker buy and sell shares on my behalf? You know, there are people who really want to invest in the stock exchange. Like they want to they want to, but then they have li- they have had a technical fundamental analysis. I need to eat, drink, and sleep in this company. <laughs> mm. Like, I need to be invested in that company. They're like, that's so much work, you know. So can I just tell the stockbroker to buy the shares on my behalf? Uh, uh, yes, you can tell them. But they have to get authorization from you. Mm. Uh, when you're opening your CDS account, one of the forms that your brokers will give you is um, an indemnity form. And part of that indemnity form, you'll have to put in your details. So you'll say, this is my email address. This is my telephone number. Um, I may not have enough time to walk in to Mm. your offices to tell you, okay, now I want to buy these shares and I want to buy these shares. But I'm giving authorization that if I send you an email Mm. from this email address of mine, 
and I tell you, buy for me ABL shares a thousand, or buy for me five thousand CIC shares or Kenjan shares, and I have funded my brokerage account with the money that is needed to purchase these shares, then your broker now can execute based mm. on those instructions. Mm. But they cannot just blindly uh, buy or sell shares so you're the on your one behalf. to make the instruction, you have like to, buy yes, KCB 100 you have shares. To send, yes, you have to send them instructions mm. and say, so that would be on email, and it has to be on the email that you had stated when you're opening your CDS. Mm. So when you go, they will tell you, very please make sure the email that you're stating there is an email that you constantly use. Because mm. when you're looking through the market or you're reading the news and you're like, oh yeah, this looks good. And you call them and you talk and you're like, yeah. And they tell you, oh yes, yes, this is the, that news is correct. This is what is happening. Um, and we are also recommending a buy for this. Mm. When you finish that conversation, now you would go and do an email and say, uh, you know, uh, kindly buy for me this number of shares at this price. Mm. Um, and then you send that to your broker. Now, they will use that to be able to execute, execute your order. order. Yes. But yeah, I tell people, please rest assured. Brokers are not, they will not just buy, wake up and say, hey, hey Nani oh, has yeah. these shares. Let me sell or yeah. let me buy for them. I think they need these shares. Let me buy for them. No, no, no. It doesn't work like that. You yeah. give them instructions for them to be able to do that uh, on your behalf. Yeah, that oh. also brings us to the point where you have to eat, sleep, and 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 need that company. You have yes. to be invested in it. Yeah, and the way you were saying, you know, have have your broker's uh, yeah. number on your speed dial. On yeah. your speed, when you see something good, talk to them, and they will say, okay, fine, yeah, this. Send me an email. Send me instructions. You mm. fund your account. You sent money through. Of course, of course, they can't buy for you shares if there's mm. no money in your account. Mm-hmm. So you put the money in your account. They see, you know, they can cite the funds then they would go ahead and be able to mm. buy for you the, mm. the shares that you have instructed them. Yeah. yeah, Investing in the stock exchanges actually work. You have to put in the effort. It is. But it is work. anything, anything in life, <laughs> if you're planning, yes, anything in life that you're planning on getting, you know, you, yeah, you're looking you have at to benefits, put in the work. just put in the work. Put yeah. in the work. It becomes easy as time goes by. Yeah, true, yeah. true, true, true. And that was also one of the things when people tell me they want to invest in the stock exchange. I'm like, are you really committed? Will you put in the work? And they're like, but, but. I'm like, then Mm-mm. that's not for you. Yeah. That's not for you because you have to be heavily invested. Invested. Those are the people now who will come and complain, oh, this happened. Because, you know, you come in, you buy, and then you go, you sit back, you forget. Maybe things have happened. Guys, yeah. no, your broker is trying to reach you to tell you, okay, now you bought these shares, uh, but this is what is happening. We do not see um, any upside to it. Um, our recommendation would be maybe to sell and what, mm-hmm. but you are not reachable. And then, you know, you come back. A year down the line, and you're complaining. Oh, like, Sasa, what happened? Yeah. Eh, uh, the hey. like, so you never called me about me. Like, but we tried to reach hey. you, we sent you our research and all this. You even don't watch yeah. news, so, so you don't mm, even know. You what don't is know, happening. yes, no, but you have to eh? hey. buy what you know. Yeah. Mm. So then now we are going to, you're going to help us explain some terms so that the listeners can be able to understand these terms when they hear them in the news or they see in the newspapers or when they hear people talking about them in maybe webinars. And so on. So, what is the bid and ask price? Um, the bid one, uh, the bid price is the price that you're willing to buy. If I'm coming into the market and I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh, I want to buy, um, Kenjan shares, and currently the buyers, um, the other people who want to buy, uh, want to buy at let's say two shillings, and the sellers want to sell at two twenty. Mm. So, me as a buyer, if I'm coming in, what's the highest price? I'm willing to acquire these shares for. Mm. 
Um, so that is your bid price. It's usually um, the one in red. Yes. Yeah. No, no, no. Red is uh, red is ask. Yes, and then bid is green. It's green. Yes. So okay. you get bid is um what what do I want to buy? Then the you you'll place that as that it is the highest price that you're willing to buy. Um then you have your ask price. This is I'm a seller and mm. I, I want to make some money from the shares. I've held them for a while and I think it's the right time to to whatever to sell them. So you come in and you tell them this is the price I'm willing to sell. Mm. But you know, sometimes uh there are people who are willing to buy but the you know their price is a bit lower so you as a seller what is the lowest lowest mm. price you are willing to accept for your shares what is the lowest lowest price so then you'd put then you'd put that um okay and for you to understand that you have to like study the market watch and all those things ah uh, just look um i'm sure we have um yes i think uh, NSC also have most of this. Oh uh, yeah, they have the tickers. Yeah, so you ca- you website, from the ticker, yeah, yes, from the yeah. ticker, you're able to see the prices, the current, and most of it is real time. You're able to see the prices that as they're going through. So even as you're deciding on what you want to buy mm. uh, and what you want to sell, you can see what are the current prevailing uh, market prices as it is. What oh, is yeah. even the on the online trading platform, yes, you can be able to see. That. You'd be able to see. Actually, that one even shows you an in-depth uh, yeah, information and the, demand and, and the demand and supply that is there. Yeah, mm. yeah. Then what is the bear market and what is the bull market? To hear the market is now on a bear on run. A bear, yes. Start to go on a bull run, <laughs> and you're like, hmm, what are those? Uh, well, bear. May yeah, I just say bear sell? The bear market is where now. Everyone is just the investor sentiments are very negative. Everyone is like, uh, I don't see where this market is going. Let me just try and come, you know, get out of it. So you find the market has more sellers than buyers, and because there are more sellers than buyers, then the price keeps going down and down and down. Mm. Um, and then the bull market is when everyone is like, hey, there's an upside to this thing. We are gonna make money. This mm. uh, the stock market looks promising. So you find more people are willing to buy. They're coming in to buy, and the sellers are also trying to hold on to their stocks because they can also see oh, uh, yeah. the potential yeah. of the market. So there are more buyers than sellers. So because there are more buyers than sellers, then you can see the prices are going. Uh, the prices are going up. They always see that analogy for uh, bear. The bear, the animal, the way it attacks. You know, like down. Um, oh. meaning it's past. Yes, at, that's where it came from. So when you say it's a bear market, it's because the bear market looks down. So that means the market is going oh. down. And then the bull market is when the bull attacks you, it lifts you up. And yeah, so then that means the bull market is when the market is on an upward. I, I guess that's an easier way of also trying oh, to understand yeah, what true. the bear and the bull market is. I've also learned that analogy today. <laughs> Then what is ex dividends and what is come dividends or yeah and what is book books closure because I know all those three go hand in hand yeah when it comes to dividends when you look at the price list if you ever get uh, look at the price list then uh, you'd see like are the the small writings there next to some of the stocks they'll write XD you know and then you know that then that means that the share is trading ex dividend um, as we say dividend is the companies that are listed. Um, coming out and saying we want to share the profits we have made with our shareholders. Mm. So w- on the announcements, they will say um, we have made this much and we are willing to pay, uh, let's say, one shilling or two shillings as per share 
um, to our current shareholders. Now, uh, one, come dividend. When the company has announced, they would say, um, we this is the share we're willing to pay. They will give certain dates. One, they'll give a books closure date. Books closure date is the date that as at that day, Mm, if, if you are not in the books, are not a in the shareholder, books, yes, how uh, little dividend? You know, mm. and then so if you buy within that period, mm. and people, if you buy within oh, yeah. that period, and then you sell before the books closure date, you will also not get the dividends. Oh yeah, yeah. You but if you wait. buy and you wait up until books closure, after mm. books closure. Then, and you decide to sell or to hold on. So that period from the announcement to when the books close and you buy, you're buying the share come dividend. Yeah. So it will come with the dividend. The oh, share, yeah. your share, it comes with the dividend. But if you buy the shares after the books closure, means you are not on the registrar uh, to receive the dividend, mm. then that means you're excluded from receiving the dividends. Yeah. So books closure is the date. They normally specify it when they're making the dividend announcement. Um, then come dividends, you know, when you bought, you will get um, your um, dividend with the shares that you mm. know, dependent on the sh- number of shares that you have. Yeah. And if it's X dividend, then that means you bought it after they have closed um, the uh, what uh, the come dividend period. Yeah. Then that means you will not be able to receive dividends. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and you'll find that some some stocks. Uh, during this period, you'll find there's an upward of the price of the stock. So you'll have people saying, hey, this, this stock is trading ex-dividend. It's just because they've announced the, the book's closure. Now mm-hmm. people are accumulating the stock and all that. Yes, usually that period when in between uh, the dividend announcement and book's closure, Wow, the stocks yeah. really rally. Kinds of fund managers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really rallies. And then after uh, that, you yeah, just see the stock has, has yes. gone back to its, its its price. And that's why you know, like if you look at the the share price, maybe the day after books closure, yeah. when it opens like this. So if you you know if you're not aware of what was happening, and you look at it, you know. I what is happening? Then you have to be told, no, it's because now it's trading its mm. dividend. So people are like, because I'm already in the register for the dividend, I don't mind um, selling maybe mm. uh, partially or maybe all of my holdings in, in that stock and maybe now go into something else. Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah. It's also another way of accumulating more dividends. Yes. Yeah, mm. I'm telling you people, find someone who's been trading. <laughs> To help you understand this thing. Yeah, but you keep yourself abreast. Actually, yeah. even on the NSC website, if you go on the NSC website, um, they normally have all these company announcements. They have a section mm. where they, you can see the company announcements. And they would say, so this company has announced, this. Uh, they announced the results, and with the results, they also announced this is the dividend. So they'll give you that, that information. And then now, you know, you take a note of it because... It is uh, part of your income. So mm. take a note of it and know um, this share is going to be trading come dividend up until this day. And then it's going to this. And this is the payment date. The payment date mm. is when now the company will be pay, make, making Paying the payments the out. So yeah, uh, yeah any time after the payment date, you should be expecting some money. If you had bought it come dividend, mm. then you should be expecting that money now into your account um, as your dividend portion. So just keep abreast, you know, the NSE website, the newspapers, news, your brokers, mm. um, your emails, because, you know, they'll send you some of this information on email as well. Oh, yeah. Now, now since you've said they're paying dividends, now what if I don't receive my dividends? I have bought this stock 
I have seen when announced dividends is being paid on let's say 12th November. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's 30th November. Japata. <laughs> Who am I supposed to cry to? No, uh, first, the first person, your first point of contact is your broker mm-hmm. because they have all your details. Mm. So they will look through the system and see how had you asked to receive your dividend. Mm. Because now we are having people coming in. We are being told, update your accounts, update your accounts. Oh, and yeah. part of your updating your account is being told, now give us an account number because it's slightly seamless. Give us an account number that we can send the dividends directly into oh, your account. Yeah. And then you also have the option of, um, I think Safaricom pays even by M-Pesa. Yeah, it does. Yeah, so it doesn't have to be a check. Uh, I think we're all trying to move away from the check system. So they will check into your account and tell you, uh, okay, this you're supposed to receive. This is now the instructions you had given mm. on how we can channel your dividends. Mm. And then if um, there's contention is that there's every every listed company has a registrar. Mm. The registrar is now the person who's uh, assigned the task of keeping records of all the people who are to receive those mm. dividends. Mm. If there's any contention, then it would be your broker and the registrar oh, yeah. would be able to sort you out. Because at times, they might have sent, I've experienced that, they've sent your dividend yeah, check. That's usually my... First, I don't know if they send it late or what happens, but then by the time you receive it, the check is still. Oh, yeah. So now you can't you can't take it to the bank to cash it. So now they have to go and reissue. So that goes back to your, to the registrar because the registrar is the one who's um, assigned the duty of being oh, yeah. able to issue the dividend checks as per the people they have on the, you know, register, the register, the register as the people who are on the register. Mm, so before books closure. Yes, before books closure. Yeah. So they will be able to sort you out. It's uh, not that long a process, but you once you engage your broker and the mm. registrar for the the stock in question, then you'd be able to get sorted out. Oh, okay. So then we usually hear this in the news. What is NSC 20 share index <laughs> and NSC all share index? Uh, hey, these are yeah, we see all these at uh, the NSC all share, NSC Has 20 share, NSC 25 share index. Um, well, a market index is just like um, a nice quick way to be able to show like the overall direction of the market. Mm. So they would choose, um, like for the NSC 20, it would be the chosen 20 uh listed stocks in the market. If for the NSC 25, it's there. Um, the 25 listed stocks that are chosen to be part of that. The list of that, I think, is also on the NSC. Mm. But um, they choose this base. They choose the um, the listed companies to include in this index based on um, certain conditions. One, uh, I think they say they have to have like about 20 percent of uh, the shares listed, quoted on the stock exchange. Um, some of them have to have like a market capitalization of one billion, um, and then they must have had their primary listing on the exchange. Um, the all share index is just basically that; it's like a total market index for the um, all the shares listed on the NSE. So it mm. it shows you the behavior of of um, how the market is performing in, in terms of if uh, the market is going up, then you'll see the index is also going up. Yes, going up. We are hoping to get to the point where we can trade the index here in Kenya, NSE. Uh, let's Maybe. just see, wait and see yeah. how the derivatives <laughs> market is picking up. Yeah, but um, but it's a very good indicator of oh, how yeah, the market is. is performing, yeah. like a, a snapshot indicator of how the market is performing. So it's also good to, to be able to know 
Um, so when you look at it and you see, okay, so what's happening with the market? Uh, NSC20, NSC25, NSC All Share Index, um, and all that. Okay, okay. So now we are almost winding up the session. What is the mindset you should have when investing? Hmm. You had mentioned this. When you start investing, you need to be very patient. Hmm. So I for know. me, for me, I always tell people three patience. things. Patience, one. Uh, two, uh, confidence. Three, consistency. Mm. Now, uh, patient, uh, I tell my children, patience is a virtue. Patience mm. is a virtue that we should all try <laughs> and practice. But confidence comes with um, investing in yourself. That is trying to get yourself to understand what is the market about financial literacy. Mm. The more you um, you empower yourself to understand what exactly investing is all about, what is the stock market, the shares, the stocks that have invested in, what do they do, what you gain more confidence, and that will also help you with keeping patient. So yeah. the, for me, that is part of the mindset. And then there's the consistency, the consistency that you know we are in it for the long haul. Uh, if I say every month I'm going to dedicate a thousand, two thousand, five thousand mm. uh, in whatever financial capability you have, then make it consistent because um, in the long term you will actually really, really benefit from the market. Yeah, very much that so. is so true. But you need to be able to be consistent. However small, if this month things are tight and you can only do a thousand, do that one thousand. Mm. If next month things are good and um, you can put in a bit more, put in that three thousand, that five thousand, Bob. If let's say you know year end and you've gotten like a bonus, mm. uh, instead of spending all that bonus taking a trip, you know, uh, enjoy a bit of the bonus, but then take part of it and also, you know, that consistency really, really will benefit mm. you in the f- in in the long. And then the mentality you have. Uh, for me, I always tell people in the stock market, please have a, a long term view. Yeah. Have a long-term so view yeah, it. It's it, yeah. It's not something yeah. What an Indian token, Indian token. It can work. Not, I think you're gambling. Yes, it can work for some, but for maximum benefits when it comes to investing, especially in the stock market, have a long-term view. Look at people like Warren Buffett. Mm. Uh, let's not even you know even just here locally. You know, I've had clients who started investing when they started working at 25, mm. and they have retired you know, at 70 and you're looking mm. at their portfolio and you're like, I wish, I wish I had this. But they, they tell you, you know, from the money I made every month, I would get my salary. I knew these are my expenses, but I would dedicate a small amount of money and buy and slowly and accumulate and accumulate. Yeah, you, accumulate. I, yeah, you know, the power of compounding, it just comes back. You know, you get your dividends, you decide that money will I, I can enjoy some, but then mm. let me also reinvest some and you come in. So that that is a mindset you need to have. Think long term when it comes to that. Read as much as you can. Empower your mind. Empower yourself with information about what is happening in the stock market. Read. Talk to your broker. You know, have mm. sessions with the research analysts. Watch news. Not too much because sometimes it can confuse you, of course. Yeah. But just enough for you to be able to to be to gain that confidence that you're on the right track. And you know, have this journey. Walk with the experienced investment advisors that are out here to be able to help you gain the confidence and you know, also just you know get you patient and uh, consistent in it but consistent and uh, the long term view for me i i feel like that is the secret to investing in the stock market mm. 
mm. patience and long term. I remember I started trading like I think in 2014 or 2013. And I, me I used to accumulate because now I was in the desk and I was like seeing people making money. I was like pia mimi nataka was me as well. And I accumulated, I accumulated. I, accu- I learned so much. I remember I accumulated. I just just buy kidogo 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 kidogo. Then I think I stopped trading like I also stopped investing in you know I didn't even know my risk tolerance then because that time the market was mzuri so sasa hujashikwa na nini na butua so come 2017 that's the times so there was an election and then there's another election hey that announcement for okay we are going to go back to the to election the ele- <laughs> hey i've never seen a market <laughs> like that Let me tell you I held my hand like my heart like this I was just saying guy that is when you you understand yes you understand hey, until I knew myself risk. I was like I'm done with this thing the shares that I have is enough and I was like no I need to heal but it is a good decision I didn't I, I made was I didn't, didn't sell. sell ah good I just held on and I was like eh hey, ile case be a 60 hata kama najua one day it will reach there but now mm-hmm. I'm just here suffering with my pain. <laughs> so and that's that's the day I knew that hey me this thing is not for me. And because I was so worried. Like you know you are there you even I was even calculating it was so serious. I was like hey, yeah. when you look at kwanza when you get your statement your portfolio valuation and, like, and you're hey. looking and I'm thinking oh what Jesus told me. Like, hey. And that's the day I made a decision I was like I'll just be buying and I'll be accumulating. and that's it and i'll only invest in xyz companies and that's enough yes because i don't want hatics yeah because then you understand this is what i'm able to tolerate yes this for me this is enough huh? yeah because yeah. there are people who are like kwanza them they flourish in that that market where which is like wow wow up down up down then they're like this is how it should be hey. But, and that's why i say we are all different we are we all beautifully different, different. <laughs> and when you embrace your your mm. uniqueness you understand this is for me this is not yeah, for me yeah 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 so as we wind up you can tell us a little bit about shahab and what does shahab do and how can people reach you people at shahab Yes. Uh, yes. Um so Shehab is an educating app. Our main aim is to make people understand that when it comes to stock trading, you can uh, play, uh, you know, f- f- find some joy in uh, trading mm. and then you learn and uh, we help you to invest. Mm. So we have um two components. We have uh, where we are helping you to learn about the stock market uh, through quizzes so you can download the Shehab app. um on play store um sign up log in and then do we call them the jacuzzi quizzes so this will just help you to learn about the terminologies when it comes to trading to get you more um conversant with um, the terms that relate to investing and trading and then we have um a simulated game which is based on the real stock exchange uh, market where you can actually now come in uh, buy virtual um, money and be able to buy and sell shares build mm. a portfolio uh, invite your friends to also uh, download the share hub app and play with you and then you know you can uh, compete against one another see whose portfolio is performing better oh, yeah. than the other it's a, it's a, a very you know there's uh, there's fun when it comes to trading yeah, and that's what and we are trying to and you get to learn a lot we also have in terms of financial literacy we also have uh, sessions where we get people to come 
and uh, we take them through the stock market familiarization. We mm. help you understand who are the key players in the stock market, uh, what does the NSC do, the CMA, what are their roles, and then how do you, you know, um, uh, open a CDS account, how do you trade, then we go through with you on the Share Hub app and, and all that. So it's, um, it's a very... Um, innovative way of trying to get people to understand how to trade and you know once you get the confidence once you've you've played um on um the share hub um app mm. then and you've you know bought and sold shares and built a portfolio your confidence yeah. is built and then now we will transition you through They'll into the real thing yes yeah we transition you through the whole um now going to invest in the real stock exchange market the benefit is when you're trading on our app it's virtual money so you're not really yeah. you're gaining the experience to trade but you're not really using your money yeah. So that's a, a a key benefit for downloading the app and playing uh, on ShareHub. Then once you're confident enough and you're ready um, to trade, then we'll we'll uh, walk with you through and transition you through into um, now investing in the real stock exchange market. So we are on uh, all social media platforms. Uh, it's a ShareHub, S H A R E H U B. Uh, you can find us on um, all of them, Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok. TikTok. Uh, we are there. We try to also answer some of the questions that, you know, you post to us. So engage us. Our numbers are there. You can reach out to us and see how we can be able to to work with each other through this uh, investment mm. journey. That's so, that's such an interesting app. Actually, <laughs> Thank uh, uh, you. It's such a, I remember the first time when we met and I was like, wow. Yes. Because now someone will actually learn. They won't be gambling, using, I call it gambling. Yeah, they won't you're be not now, losing. You're not losing, playing around with your money. You know, there's this app that has now enabled you to learn uh, how to invest and trade in the stock exchange in Kenya. It also offers you educational material. So by the time you live there, you're like, you're I well can do equipped. this. I can yes. now go make real money out yes. of it. Yes, yes. So thank you so much, Linda. Oh, thank you. We still have one session to go, and I hope this the next session will be about how to build generational wealth through investing in the stock exchange. I know there are people. I tell you people there are people who have built generational wealth for their kids through investing in stock exchange. True. Uh, it is actually possible and. I'll very, yes, very possible. It is very possible. So look out for that episode when it is out so that you can also learn how to build generational wealth for your kid. You start when they are one year. Eh? You open an account. You put their name. By the time they reach 30 or 40, they have a good source of generational wealth under their name. Yes. True. So thank you so much, Linda, for thank coming you, on board thank in this you. episode. I hope the listeners have learned so much. And I know they've learned so much in relation to stock exchange, how to invest in the stock exchange. If they need any help, they will reach out to you. I will share your contacts. And they can also follow the Share Hub, the Share Hub page on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. And, the, and also download the app so that they can learn more about how to invest in the stock exchange. So that's it from me today. Signing out is Lynette, helping you get your bag right. Bye.